What's up, friends and family? Do you struggle with finishing things that you start? Today we're talking about working at it with all of your heart. This is episode number 50 of the Keep Breathing Podcast. Here we go! Welcome to the Keep Breathing Podcast, where we talk about real life and share real hope, one conversation at a time. My name is Jimmy Akers, and I'm your host, and it is a pleasure, it is a privilege for me to be on this side of the microphone and have you listening wherever you're at, whenever you're listening. Thank you so much. This is episode number 50 of the Keep Breathing Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I'm excited to share this with you, Some just some cool things that God's been doing and things I've been working on for a long time, but I really wanted to use this episode to not only make you aware of something, but also encourage you in this area. We're talking about working at something with all of your heart, and there's some context to that statement. I want to read this passage of scripture first. In Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 23, it says, whatever you do, Work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. So I'm not just referring to working hard. I'm talking about working hard, committing something because you're doing it unto the Lord, but also seeing things through. Maybe you're like me, but I'm a dreamer. I'm a creative, and you don't have to be that wired exactly like I am to be this, but Because of that, I feel like it adds to this issue where I will start a lot of things or come up with a lot of ideas and not finish them. And that's been true most of my life. And, and you know, the thing is, if I were to tell somebody or somebody were to describe me as an artist, I would say I am an artist, but I'm a sketch artist. <laughs> what I mean by that is that I like to sketch things out, but I don't necessarily uh, have to see it to the finishing end to be pleased with something that I've worked on. And the thing about that is, is that, you know, some may say, well, that means you're not really doing your best. And that's not necessarily true. But because I'm a creative, my mind is just going all of the time. And I have a hard time falling asleep at night sometimes because of ideas that I'm thinking about. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night with ideas. I have a million ideas. And and I guess God's just wired me like that. And I used to try to fight that. To, and, and the truth is, though, is that because of that, a lot of my ideas don't get a lot of traction. But, again, serve a creative God, and so instead of trying to squelch that, I have started to try to focus on some of those things. And so we're talking about doing something with all of your heart. You know, all of your heart takes a lot of work, and it it can be hard to stay committed. And there are some areas where I think we just need to do this. You know, whether it's a project or not, but but definitely like in our relationships will be a good example. You definitely should work at your relationships with all of your heart. You could say that if you're a person of faith with your relationship with God, also with your family, people that you care about, um, you know, but I would say even work, you know, that, that your job, you know, and maybe not necessarily uh, for your employer, but for yourself and for your family, work at it with all of your heart. And a guy in my life, Larry Dembo, he I always used to love that he'd talk about with his job that you know he may have bosses that sign his paycheck, but he was working for God. And then when he would get frustrated, he would keep that in mind, that this isn't about me and this isn't about this company. But he, he was good at what he did. But he said, 
I'm doing this because it helps take care of my family. And I'm doing this to honor the Lord because God's the one that's given me the capacity to get out of bed and get up. And so I've always held on to that, no matter what my job is. No, granted, vocationally, I work in ministry, um, but I'm starting to have some entrepreneurial ideas that kind of will mix up a little bit with ministry some, but I have some 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 dreams and some things that I want to do. And so I'm working on some of those things. But the truth is, is that at the end of the day, I come back to this place where I'm also trying to work as unto the Lord and honor him with that stuff. And so if you're not a person of faith, uh, this can still apply to you in the fact that you still work at something with all of your heart. Um, but the thing is, is there's value more to that. And especially when this is, you know, to take care of your family and especially when you're working at something that's not just for you. So I want to share something with you. Uh, this is exciting. I'm releasing this podcast on the day of the release of my latest written book. It's actually a devotional book that I have titled The Don't Do Life Alone Devo. It's had many names, but that's the one that I landed on again because I'm a sketch artist. I always have movement happening in my thoughts. And again, I'm just trying to embrace that and enjoy that and, and be who God's made me to be. But the Don't Do Life Alone Devo, let me rewind seven years. So uh, over seven years ago, I was pastoring a church plant that I'd started. And uh, with my then wife and family and friends, we started a church. And the thing is, is that it was in York, Pennsylvania. And I, I, it was so amazing because in working in that environment, we were interacting with a lot of people that were new to faith. You know, I mean, completely new to faith. Some of them were new to church altogether. Some of them had a little bit of a background when they were children. Um, you know, maybe their grandparents took them or whatever. But this is their conscious effort to try to understand God and or whatever, invite him into their life, make room for him, whatever. Uh, there was various reasons that brought them there. But the thing was is that we were kind of talking through, you know, different ways to grow in your faith and to explore who God is and, and to come to understand him. And a couple of those things that were important elements included things like prayer and scripture from the Bible. And so the thing was is at that time, I kept trying to recommend resources, and I, I just couldn't find great ones for people that were brand new to faith that would also coincide in working with people that have been in faith for a long time. And so I just decided to try to write it. And I don't know why I got so ambitious. At that point, I had put out my first book, which actually was my second book. It was just the first book that I actually finished. Um, and so I had put out my book, Thankful. And so I was like, man, this writing thing, like I started the process, like this is a way for me to help people. This is a way for me to serve people. And the crazy thing about that was, you know, when I was in, in school, I wasn't great with grammar or writing, even comprehension, like reading, like none of those things. And if you would have said, hey, let's write a paper, like, man, it was like just so tough. But being in ministry and God calling me to preach, I started writing messages. And I realized, like, I'm actually, I'm a writer, like it's a different kind of writing, but I am a writer. I am writing. I am, I am putting all these these thoughts and content and scripture and doing research and prayer. Like I'm, I may actually be a writer. And uh, one of my friends that is an editor told me, you know, if you're you're a writer, and I said, how's that? If you write, <laughs> so I said, I actually do write. And so it just wasn't in a context that I was understanding. Like I thought of it being in a book. Like I could, would never imagine that. And so I finally did 
write a book. It was, again, my second book. And the reason that book got finished was because of my editor, Anna Floyd. She is an author. She resides in the great city of Nashville, Tennessee, or writes outside of that area there. And um, anyways, she was the one that helped me finish that book. Uh, in the fact that she was encouraging me, she said, Jimmy, your words are good. And she said, your grammar's not, but your words are good. And it took me back to college where I had an interaction where I wrote a speech. And at the time, it was horrible because I have Tourette's. And at the time, I was stuttered so bad, but I gave a speech. And it was the first paper in college that I got an A on. And my then you know college professor said, you were, you're supposed to do this. And I said, what are you, are you crazy? I can't say 10 words in front of people without stuttering. And, and she said, no, no, no. She said, God will help you with that part. And I said, yeah, but my grammar is awful. She said, yes, your grammar is awful. (laughs) She said, but that's why they made editors. And here I am writing this book and my editor that I get to work with named Anna, she spoke into my life and she told me, she said, Jimmy, she said, I cannot create the content. Your words are good. She said, you should actually pursue getting an agent to get published. And at the time I just didn't have the patience for that. So I said, let's just see if this thing's work. So I'm still self-publishing and I'm now in my third book. And this episode is releasing on release day. And the reason why I wanted to share this thought with you is not just to promote the book, but is there something in your life that you struggle to get finished and you really want to? And and I just want to say this to you. That if you will say, you know what, I'm not just doing this for myself. This is going to help other people. This is going to be better for my family, whatever. Whoever the person is that you want to bless because of finishing that task or thing, if you will put them out in front of you and and say, you know what, this is going to be good for somebody else. And that devotional, you know, the crazy thing about it was I started writing it for people that were new to faith and for people that had been walking with Jesus a long time but they just needed encouragement to, to be in Scripture because they weren't. Uh, and, but it ended up being a blessing for me too. But it took seven years. <laughs> I probably could have finished it sooner if I would have stayed focused, but I had a lot of things happen in my life. I went through a divorce, and um, I left my church plant there, moved to reset, a lot of counseling, a lot of work, a lot of emotional uh, trauma to work through, a lot of spiritual stuff to work through, and God was faithful to help me, but it's taking seven years. And the reason why I wanted to share this with you about finishing something is not only this is my my third book that I have finished that is now self-published. Uh, my third book that is in print. I got a proof copy. I had to get another proof copy because the one that I had was not correct. I had to fix some things. But and I so I've ordered my new book and I've ordered the Kindle version as well. Um, so I, I have access to that already. I've already gone through it to look at it. And but to see it, it's so surreal. It's so amazing. Uh, not because I'm amazing, but because, and not just because the book's amazing. Now, I do hope that it's helpful to you. Um, but here's the thing. It's because it's seven years of my life documented. And here's the thing about when you're doing something as unto the Lord, sometimes you are literally doing that thing by faith. And there's a, a song that you can look it up. It's 
from the Hamilton soundtrack, there was a massive production that put out called Hamilton. And uh, in this song, the, the kind of the hook of the song is I wrote my way out. And man, it is such a powerful thought. And here's the thing about this devotional. It's not just a couple of sentences a day based off of a verse or a one-year Bible reading plan. It's all those things. There's prayer in there. There's application in there. It's all those things. But for seven years, for, for several of those seven years that I was working on this project, that I wondered if it would ever get done, because it was massive to have 366 original thoughts pulled from Scripture, 366 because of leap year. I have the leap day at the end of the book uh, there. So the thing is, is that in processing all of that, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'll ever get this done. But there were so many days where I would pull a verse and I would put it in my notes that I was writing that day's devotional content for. And as I was processing it, I was praying. I'm like, God, give me the words to say. What do I take from this verse? Why is this verse standing out to me? What, what is the thing that I want them to hold on to? What's the one tangible thing wrapped around this verse of Scripture? You know, and the Bible reminds us that, 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 that in its words it are alive and living. And so I'm like processing all of that. I'm like, okay, God, what do I say? And the reason why I was struggling so bad is because I was walking through the greatest season of loss in my life. And so here I am, a believer, a pastor, a missionary, trying to finish this book. And not just so I could say it's finished. I want it to be good. I want it to be helpful. I want it to be well done. But I am literally having to write these verses and write this devotional content by faith because a lot of days, a lot of nights, I did not feel those words. I did not feel the scripture. What I mean by feeling it is that I don't want to say I didn't believe it, but it didn't feel like it was true. And so I literally had to write it out. And the thing is, is a lot of the verses in this are not just instructional. They are promises. They are inspirational things. They are Words of life, I believe, that God has given to us to hold on to as we're going through life and going through the struggle and pushing uphill and we're weary and we're tired and we're discouraged and we're fighting all these things and anxiety and depression and addiction and all of these things are in front of us, but we're reaching for something just past all of those things and it's the promises of God. And as I'm writing some of this content, I am literally writing it all by faith. And there's been so many things in my life that I've wanted to do that I have not done. I have not finished. I have not been able to check it off the list. But I have this running to-do list. And I was looking back, and actually, I was super ambitious when I wrote down my goals for last year. I think it's just because it carried over from multiple years. But while I've been writing this devotional, I've been writing other things too. And so in all of that mixture... I had several books that my goal was to finish this year. And this one was one I committed. By the end of the, this year, I wanted it to be done. And there was another book, my writing book, which came out earlier in the year, my, my, my second book. And the thing is about that book, same way, a majority of it was written years ago. I just had to go back in and update it, and I just hadn't finished it. 
It's, it's not uncommon for me. There's a theme here. And so, but with this, man, there were still several months, uh, probably a solid 30 to 40% that needed to be finished as of the fall. And I'm like, man, this runway is coming quick. And I don't know if I can do it, but it's done. Seven years worth of content, over 46,000 words. And man, it is amazing to see the book in hand and... Oh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to share it with you. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because there are things in front of you that you want to finish and you have not finished. And you're trying to figure all that out. Well, here's the thing. When you work at it with all of your heart and you just make a stake in the ground, this is going to change. I am going to get this thing done. I'm going to have this conversation and I have a to-do list and I have a goal and I don't know if I'm going to hit it or not, but my goal was to clear that to-do list by the end of the year to have a to-done list. And there are things on that list that have been on there for years, but I'm trying, and this isn't like a bucket list. Some of this stuff is just like stuff around my house I need to take care of. But man, I'm this week, (laughs) I'm going to try with all that I am to try to get as much as that list knocked off. But one of those things was to finish this book. And I'm so excited to have the Don't Do Life Alone Devo done and available. And But I just want to say this to you. I don't know what your thing is or your things are. And if you're, I don't know if you're setting New Year's resolutions. I don't know. I like the beginning of the new year because it kind of feels like a reset to me. And I might share more of this thought on another episode. But... This in between Christmas and New Year's is such an interesting week of limbo to me. And, um, but I just want to encourage you, you know, the, whatever you do to work at it as unto the Lord, work at it with all your heart. The New King James Version says, work heartily as unto the Lord. And, and sometimes it's hard, but if we're trying to be committed and to see things through, Man, and here's the thing I want to tell you. Sometimes you do things for other people. And I, I started this devotional out with the intention of being a blessing to other people. And I do hope that it is. And I'd love for a bunch of people to buy copies. I think that would be really super cool. But that's not why just I wrote it. I, I really felt like God wanted me to. So I, I was trying to do it for him. I was trying to do it for other people. But again... It ended up being for me. Sometimes some of the content in this devotional book is stuff that I literally hung on to when I felt like I was dying, when I felt like my life was completely over, when I felt like there was no redeeming what was in front of me. I believe that God could do it. I didn't feel it. And as I was going through a lot of these verses and a lot of this content that I'm sharing with you, that's how it was. It was tough. So I just want to encourage you today that if there's something or some things to write those things down, you know, write them down as the book of Habakkuk reminds us to write the vision down, make it plain so that he may run who reads it. And maybe that person is you for yourself. Write those things down and then commit them to the Lord and say, God, I'm going to do this thing with all of my heart. And then I'm going to leave the results up to you. Uh, Weird, crazy turn of events, I actually had somebody reach out to me last week from a publisher. And that was very, I I was surprised by that to see if I needed some help with getting this done. And uh, I've been considering trying to 
you know, pursue traditional publishing to see some things about that. But the problem is, is that that process takes a long time. And so eventually maybe I'm going to pursue that realm and see how that goes because I'm a creative. I'm always trying to do things differently. But the thing I like about self-publishing is you're kind of the, you know, litmus test and the control, you know, of, of when you release and how you get things done. And, and so it's kind of cool when you're a creative to be able to put something out. I mean, literally... You could write something in the next week and have an editor go through it, which I highly recommend, have an editor go through it and literally be published by next week, at least in the Kindle e-format edition. Have a book online, a digital book online, available within a week, which is crazy. But... uh, or you could take the long road. <laughs> now, granted, that's a lot of content, right? 366 days worth of content is a lot of content. But uh, you could do it in a week or you could do it in seven years. <laughs> I hope that I don't have any projects that go that long. I do have one I've been working on for a couple of years now that I'm hoping this next year will be a year to finish. A book called You Are Loved. I'll share more about that when I get there. But just I have a lot of things I'm working on because it's who I am. And uh, I had a counselor about a year and a half ago. I was going through some things and talking to my counselor. And my counselor told me, Jimmy, you need to do more things that set your heart on fire. You need to do more things that bring you joy. And the thing is, is that's hard. My work is my thing. Like, I love what I do. I love walking with people. And I love doing ministry. And I love preaching. And I love... Even this podcast to me is a way to encourage other people, but it's also the creative side. I love music for that same reason. It's the creative side, even if it's attached to work. I love writing messages and preaching because I love doing what God's called me to do. I love helping people, but it's the creative side. So she just said, just do more of those creative things. And so that's why I'm doing that. That's why I started back with the podcast more regularly because this brings me joy. It fills me back up, even though I know it's helping a lot of other people. And the podcast is growing and, uh, and you know, from the spread and this official launch day, I'm getting a lot of comments from people that are planning to purchase the book and write a review for me. And I'd love to add you to that list, friends. But the thing is, I want to encourage you on what you need to work on, that you could commit to the Lord, that you can work heartily or work at it with all of your heart and let him handle the rest of the process to get you there. So before we go today, I uh, just want to First, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. If you want more information, if you'd like to join our team, our missions team, to help us continue to reach more people, don't do lifealone.com and click on missions. And you can go there and give a one-time gift or come on as a monthly partner. But I would love for you to help us with launching this book. It's called the Don't Do Life Alone Devo. And it is available on the Amazon platform and you can purchase right now a paperback copy or you can purchase a Kindle copy or you can go to don'tdolifealone.com and there's a page that says words and there will be a page link that will take you to Amazon by the time this is uploaded and you can listen to the podcast the link will be live to take you directly to Amazon to purchase the book. And I'd love for you to purchase it. I'd love for you to review it for me. That would be amazing to help more people have access to it. And maybe to start this journey in your own walk with the Lord where you're spending time in Scripture and prayer and application every day. And I specifically put the application part and the prayer part in there. The prayer is just a simple prayer for every day. 
about asking God to help you to live it and to process it and to apply it to your life. But then the application questions, you know, what what is this saying? What is God speaking through this? And what am I going to do with it? it? The thing is, is that we are oversaturated with information. But without application, nothing changes. And so I wanted to include that. I thought it was important that as you take this journey and take steps that you continue to lean into whatever that thing is that you actually need to be working on and make room for God to work in that way as well. And so thank you so much for checking out or at least considering the Don't Do Life Alone Devo. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the podcast, episode number 50. (laughs) I got some exciting things coming up. I had an interview that I recorded a week or so ago. I got another one in the lock, actually two coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So excited to be sharing some more friends with you as we move forward. But before we go, I just want to say a prayer over you. If there's a particular thing that you need to work on, a particular thing, maybe something that you needed to finish for a long time, or maybe a new thing that God's put in front of you that you feel like uh, you need his help with, I just want to pray a prayer over you and a blessing over you as you take that next step. God, I thank you so much for my brothers, for my sisters that are listening to this. I thank you so much, God, that when you invite us into a space you meet us there. And God, that we can take whatever's in front of us and we can commit that thing to you and work at it with all of our heart as unto you. And I know, God, that sometimes fear will speak into these areas of our life. Sometimes we will struggle to see where things are because we're afraid of what we're dealing with and how we're going to be able to overcome that thing or whatever it is. And God, right now, I just pray for those that are listening to this, that whatever area, God, that you are calling them to take a next step, whatever that thing is that they need to commit to you to the point of finishing. God, I'm not just proud that I finished this book. Uh, I'm proud, Lord God, that I've committed it to you. And God, that at the end of the day, it's going to help other people. So especially if what we're doing is going to impact other people, God, that we can see it through, that we can make a commitment and see it through, and to know, God, that we don't have to deal with that by ourselves, that we don't have to do life alone, that we don't have to walk this thing out alone. So I pray for my brothers and sisters for courage and hope. Fill them back up, Jesus, as they take this step and bless them, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, keep breathing. God's got you. He's not finished with your story. Until next time, God bless you.